Hello, and welcome to this, the second episode of Travel the Bible. I am your host, the Reverend Neil Brook, and I would like to invite you on a journey through the Bible with me. We will travel through all 66 books of the Bible, stopping along the way to tell some stories that you've heard before, and some that may be entirely new to you. This week, we will be looking at the second book of the Bible, and specifically, our scripture passage today comes from the book of Exodus, chapter 17, verses 1 through 7. And they read as follows. The whole Israelite community set out from the desert of Sin, traveling from place to place as the Lord commanded. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. So they quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. Moses replied, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you put the Lord to the test? But the people were thirsty for water there, and they grumbled against Moses. They said, Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to make us and our children and our livestock die of thirst? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, What am I to do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. And the Lord answered Moses, Go out in front of the people. Take with you some of the elders of Israel, and take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile, and go. I will stand there before you by the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock, and water will come out of it, for the people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel, and he called the place Massa and Meribah, because the Israelites quarreled, and because they tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? Now the book of Exodus tells the story of Moses and his early life, his experiences with God, the ten plagues, and the Israelites' journey from Egypt to Mount Sinai, where Moses would receive the Ten Commandments. This is the second book of the Bible, and it picks up about 400 years after the end of Genesis. The 400 years between the two books had seen the Israelites enslaved in Egypt for generations. Our story today comes while the Israelites are journeying through the desert after the Ten Plagues. They have left Egypt and walked for quite some time. All told, this journey would last for about 47 days. The stop at Rephidim was their last stop before reaching Mount Sinai, so they would have been very tired at this point. Now, of course, they had no idea where they were going. All the Israelites, including Moses, knew is that they're on day 40-something of a trip that's going to go on until it's over. In the middle of the desert, and there's no water. At the same time, however, God hasn't let them starve or die of thirst yet. So they shouldn't think that it's going to happen now. But, just as many of us do, they worried. They feared for their lives, their children, their livestock. Now, in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, one line has always stuck out to me. That's in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 27. And it reads, Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? All throughout history, we have struggled with this idea that God will provide. Instead, we worry, how will we find what we need? How will we solve our problem? 
Now, I must admit, this is something that I, too, often struggle with. Through various parts of my life, I have found myself stressed where it seemed like I just couldn't do everything that I needed to do. I worried about how I was going to get everything done, how I was going to make the seemingly impossible things happen, when in reality, I didn't have to. It was not just my will that needed to be put into what I was doing. God was there, and God was supporting and helping. When we are burdened, and when we feel at our lowest, that is the time that we need to go to God. Pray to God, and he will deliver. God provides in the darkest of times, when hope is all but gone. God takes care of us, as we are God's people. Oftentimes, I feel like I was putting everything I had into what I was doing, and I couldn't give any more. And I realized I was putting in all of my will. But I had never asked God to help. And it was those prayers that got me through some of the hardest times. Now, the same was true for the Israelites. Their hope seemed all but gone, and God delivered. In the case of our story today, God provided water from a rock in the desert. Prior to this specific story, but while they were walking through the desert, God had provided food for them to eat. Each morning, there would be manna on the ground for the Israelites to eat. And the rule with this manna was that they could gather enough for the day, but they couldn't store any extra. Any that was saved would rot, with the exception of Saturday. They could gather two days' worth for the Sabbath. So every day, without fail, God provided manna for the Israelites. Their path was not easy. Their journey was not simple. And their circumstances certainly were not enviable. But despite everything that they were going through and all the hardships that they faced, one thing remained. If they trusted in God, all of their needs were taken care of. God does not abandon his people. Now, verse 7 ends with a question that many people have asked all throughout history. Is the Lord among us or not? This is a question that people often ask during hard times. Why has God forsaken me? Where is God now? Why is God doing this to me? In our present age, there are many who doubt that God exists at all, given the pain and the suffering in the world and in their own lives. The Israelites had no such question. They knew, without a doubt, God was real, and he was there. Their journey in Exodus has them following God, who manifested as a pillar of clouds during the day and a pillar of fire at night. How amazing it must have been to lay eyes on the physical manifestation of God day after day. And yet here they are, day 40-something of this miraculous journey, struggling to have faith. Maybe today you too are struggling. Maybe it's been a bad week or a bad season in your life, but know that God is with you even if you don't think so right now. 
True faith comes with patience, the belief that God will provide on his schedule. The Israelites in our story showed their lack of faith in many ways. God always provided, but they refused to wait, instead demanding that the miracle, all the miracle, occurred when it was convenient for them. We are so often just like the Israelites. Things go wrong and we question our faith. When things are hard, we question if God is there or if he's abandoned us. But let me tell you that in those dark and difficult times, God is with you. God walks alongside us each and every day. Exodus 17.1 said, that the Israelites were traveling from place to place as the Lord commanded. These people were being guided by God, and their struggles were known to God, and he put them in this position so that they could grow closer to him. God led the people out of Egypt not so that he could abandon them to die in the desert as they so feared, but so that he could deliver them to the promised land. All too often we think of life in Christ as perfect and stress-free. I have been saved and therefore everything's going to be wonderful. We expect that our salvation will fix all of our earthly problems. We think God is with me and therefore everything will be great. But that's eh, not how it works. The Bible is full of stories of the most devoted followers of God, the closest followers of Jesus, suffering and failing. And those who were less devout, succeeding and thriving. God is not going to miraculously fix all of our problems. He is simply going to guide us and remind us that we do not have to face the trials of this life alone. To grow in discipleship, we must face our own wilderness, our own desert, and find the water and the rock. Now, we are very fortunate to live in a country where we can gather in worship and fellowship without fear. In my day-to-day -day work, I am an Arabic linguist, and I just finished a month-long language course. One of the topics we discussed in that class was religious freedom in the Middle East. Specifically, we were working on a reading passage about Egypt. Now, in Egypt, there are three religions that are allowed. Of course, you have Islam, and then Coptic Christianity, and then Judaism. If you do not fall within one of these three, you simply can't worship. The situation is present in many countries all over the world. The state decides what religion or religions that they're going to allow. And that's it. Those who choose to practice a forbidden religion risk being jailed, being tortured, and sometimes being killed, all for their belief. These same circumstances are all over the Bible. Story after story, there are Jews and early Christians being persecuted just for believing in God. Because that wasn't the God that the country they were living in believed in. Now, you may be asking yourself, as I have many times, 
why does God allow these things to happen to his people? Why does God allow us to suffer, to inflict pain on one another, and to struggle? Now that is one of those questions that transcends human comprehension. We will probably never know the reason. But God's purpose is so much more complex than our minds can understand. Now that sounds bleak, hopeless even, but hear me say this. In your life, there will be suffering. There will be pain and death. But none of this negates the love or grace of God. Your pain leads to strength. Your suffering will grant you wisdom and death will usher you in to eternal life. Take heart and know that God is with you, and God will provide, even in the darkest of times. In our passage today, the Israelites were facing what they believed to be a hopeless situation. Now, we all know that nobody is going to last long in the desert if they don't have water. The Israelites were so worried that they were getting ready to kill Moses, the one person who God was leading to show them where to go, and the one that God chose to lead them out of slavery. During this journey, the Israelites have seen some amazing things. One of the most important miracles they witnessed prior to this story was the parting of the Red Sea, which allowed them to cross the water and prevented the Egyptians from following them. When they reached Mount Sinai, the Israelites would see and hear God directly. Despite their near-constant crumbling, complaining, worrying, and doubting, God stayed with them. He continues to guide them, and he gives Moses the Ten Commandments when he climbs that mountain. Moses was chosen by God to lead these people, and God continued to use Moses to deliver his laws to the people. Now, once the Ten Commandments were provided, Moses walked back down the mountain to see the people and deliver the tablet. What he found was that in the 40 days that Moses was on the mountain, the people had abandoned God and returned to their old ways again. These people had been delivered by God, taken out of their bondage through Moses. From generations of slavery in Egypt, they witnessed ten plagues, they crossed the Red Sea, survived a trek across the desert while following a pillar of clouds. They still doubted God. They still couldn't have faith that God would provide for them. So instead, they built an idol of gold to worship. This could have been the end for them. God could have decided that they were unworthy, since they seemingly could not possibly maintain their faith. After everything they had experienced, all they had seen, they still couldn't believe that God was God and that he would not abandon them. In Exodus 20, God spoke directly to the people, yet they still didn't believe. Exodus chapter 32 verse 24 says that gold was collected and a calf idol was made. 
as the people did not know what had happened to Moses. God was angered by their disobedience, their refusal to have faith, and their actions. Despite all of this, God forgave most of them. He spared most of them, and he continued to guide Moses so that the Israelites could reach the promised land. Throughout the book of Exodus, the people disobeyed God, the God who is literally leading them to safety. They disobey and they doubt the God who has proven himself time and time again. Through their fear and their hardship, it was easier to doubt God and demand that Moses give them what they need than to trust that the God who was leading them would provide. So this week, remember that God is with you through your struggle. Let him comfort you in your Do not turn away from God when things get rough. He will deliver you from your struggle. But he will not solve your problem in an instant. Many of us have wished that we could pray and immediately get an answer, immediately get the solution to all of our problems. While that would be convenient, God does not work this way. Remember that God is with you through everything, even when you feel all alone. So this week, I leave you with this. Go in peace and remember that the Lord your God is with you. Seek him in times of joy and times of despair. Amen. Thank you for listening. Hope you'll listen again next week.